0: Hey, folks, welcome to another episode of Yoga Dave's Hobby Podcast, the podcast where I talk about everything in tabletop gaming, from tabletop RPGs to tabletop war games, tabletop board games, and even occasionally tabletop card games. Today, I am talking to Chuck from the Defenders of Cobalt, also known as DM Chuck, and we're going to talk about stuff in RPGs. RPGs he's played, a little bit about his history in RPGs, and we'll We'll ask we'll some ask questions, but it's probably just going to be a good talk between us. Um, I get on quite well with Chuck and the guys, so um, i want to leave the plugs till later. Um, so, here we go. How we doing, folks? Uh, I'm here with Chuck from the Defenders of Code Bold. How are we doing, buddy? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no <laughs> problem. had a little bit of technical issues there. It, w- yeah, it, yeah. Would, it would be something to do with you guys if there was any technical issues, really. Absolutely,
1: man. We bring the goblins
0: with us. Mm-hmm. Um. So you were playing, was it 5th edition last night? Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were doing uh, our 5th edition game.
1: Uh, my buddy Joe runs it. Uh, we alternate every other Friday. Yeah. And yeah, he's got uh, he's pulled a bunch of uh, Elder Scrolls lore into it.
2: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. we're digging through this
2: magical cool.
0: power that appeared. That's pretty cool. Um, so introduce yourself to the listeners. I know you are. Uh, uh, RPG yeah. player but little history
1: yeah cool so yeah I'm Chuck uh, I run the Defenders of Cobalt we're a um, generally we're a live play uh, Twitch stream uh, we play 5th edition which is what we played last night uh, I run a lot of Zweihander uh, Dungeon crawl Classics uh, I want to get into Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea uh, I also run some fourth edition from time to time. Uh, we've been streaming for you know over a year now, and uh, but with my core group, we've been playing either Pathfinder or D anD D or some shit together, probably for give or take the past decade. Uh, cool. So yeah.
0: Um. So when did you get into uh, gaming? Uh,
1: it would have been probably the past decade. I'm yeah. the generally i'm the uh the moving force for a lot of shit with my group of friends whatever new cool thing i find uh i chase them down and beat them over the head with it until they <laughs> love it too uh so yeah it started with uh it was right after my uh, was it? Yeah, i guess it would be like about nine years ago that we got started because it was like right after my youngest was born mm-hmm. um Growing up, I always just absolutely loved the Shadowrun game on Sega Genesis. I still do. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, and I knew Shadowrun was an RPG. I've never played, uh, you know, a kind of tabletop game yeah. like that before. But I'm like, fuck it, let's go down to the local uh, fucking store here, and uh, I want to pick up some. Uh, I want to pick up like a Shadowrun book. I just want to look at the pictures and read the lore. Yeah. And I got there and they didn't fucking have it. Uh, So I'm, I'm disappointed. Uh, I am definitely a huge fan of, you know, retail therapy, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, buying myself something is a quick way to make me forget, you know, whatever the fuck's bothering me. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to buy something. Mm -hmm. So I found the, uh, the fourth edition red starter set for D and D, um, (laughs) I picked it up, and I brought it home, and I kind of read through it and fucked around with it. And, uh, made my wife make a character up in it. And I'm like, all right, this is fucking cool. Uh, and at the time, my friends and I, we were getting ready to, or we were getting together. is was Alex, uh, Jake, myself, our buddy Nate, who was on the stream at the very beginning. Yep. Uh, and my brother Josh. We would just get together uh, and... And sometimes too, we get together. We just play Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm like, all right, next Magic the Gathering thing, we're fucking playing D and D. Yeah. Um, and that's we just stop playing Magic all together, pretty much right then and there. And,
0: that's probably uh, good for your wallet. <coughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> generally, yes the 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 role playing game purchases
2: are always more expensive, um, but the they're role. less frequent. Yeah. You know, it was
1: when I, we were playing Magic, you know, I'd buy at least two booster packs a week.
0: Uh, what does that run nowadays? Uh,
1: what's that? What does uh, that run I nowadays? I have no idea what it cost. Now, I know back then it was like seven bucks a pack.
0: Mm, $14. So, that's, that's about yeah. eight or nine pounds for two packs. That's about it's yeah. twice of what it cost back when I played it, like uh, 20 years ago. So, yeah. yeah.
1: got into how I got into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we played fourth edition until uh, they started releasing the no we played fourth edition and then eventually we switched over to Pathfinder mm-hmm. and then we played Pathfinder until they came out with the D&D next playtesting. Mm-hmm. And I got on that right at the beginning and we played next clear through it until they released fifth edition. Um, so yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and you've been playing Zwei. How long's has Hand been out? Is it two years now, or is it? Um, it publicly, like
1: they've officially released the book to the public. It's been, uh, I don't know, maybe a year. Uh, the game has been around oh, significantly longer than that since you know they kickstarted it, and there's original versions of it floating around and then it's something that uh dan fox and his crew have been working on for a long time Uh, but it's like a commercially published product like maybe a year right around there cool uh we actually uh we live about an hour away from him yeah so for the official release in his hometown of kansas city uh, we went up there and met him and We'd, bought uh, signed copies of the book.
0: Kansas City, which is, of, is in Missouri, not Kansas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He he is definitely uh, yeah, he, he had a
0: good life about that. Yeah, um, we all did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think when I first started on the channel, I think it's about eight or nine months ago, um, mm-hmm. you were probably playing D&D. And then yeah. I think it was Why Hander we were playing next. I can't remember now. It's, my brain is fucking terrible for remembering all that yeah. kind of shit.
1: Well, on the on the stream, we started out playing the Fifth Edition, mm-hmm. uh, and it was Alex and I were running it, and we had the same thing like Joe and I do, as yeah. we alternate weeks, uh, and. Ran fifth edition for a real long while, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and then I kind of fifth edition is a great game, but I'm just kind of kind of bored with it. Yeah, Yeah, it's I've been playing it for so fucking long now. It's just like I want to play other things. So I started getting into (laughs) dungeon crawl classics, uh, and then I'm like, well, let's run some fourth edition because that's something we know how to do, and I don't see a lot of it out of there, so we ran a little bit of fourth edition we ran some Dutch call classics. Uh, and then I started, uh, hanging out with, uh, Matt Jowett. Uh, he's the guy who runs the Twitch streams for, It was grim and perilous gaming on mm-hmm. Twitch. They've just changed the name to Zwyhander RPG on Twitch, but mm-hmm. he's the Twitch director for the Zwyhander crew. Yeah. So I started hanging around with him online and, uh, he introduced me to his wine hander. I'm like, well, fuck, this is awesome. So kind of started playing that. And then I met Dan Fox and the crew. And yeah. it's like, all right, this is my go-to for now.
0: <laughs> that happens sometimes though. You, you, you just, you've been playing for something for so long and then you just, it's like, okay, stop playing this. Yeah. And it just yeah, sticks. I
1: mean, absolutely. Like, I still think, D&D 5th edition is the, you know, the the peak evolution of tabletop role-playing game. Mm. Uh, it has done shit for the industry that no other game could have ever done. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we're living in a fucking, you know, tabletop role-playing game fucking renaissance right now. We are indeed. Where there's so many fucking great games out there, and it's all thanks to 5th edition And then after that, it's thanks to the giant celebrity streams like fucking uh, Critical Role and fucking Acquisitions Incorporated and some of the other ones where they really uh, brought it into more mainstream as an entertainment source.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Fifth Edition's great, but I would be okay if I never fucking played it again in my life.
0: To be honest, I'd be um, happy if I never played D&D again in my life. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I fall in and out with D&D. Um, I never ever played 4th edition. Um, I stopped like halfway through 3.5 which is now, which then became Pathfinder. Um, yeah. Which I played Pathfinder for a little bit but then I fell out of love with Pathfinder and I played I played a couple of like, 8 or 9 sessions of 5th edition. The problem is because I played I mean I played from 2nd edition so I've been playing for I mean I've been playing RPGs for 20 years. I've been gaming for 30 years, but um, you know I get editions mixed up, which is like was that rule from that edition or was that rule from that edition? Um, so it's it's just... I'm happy to play um, a whole load of different sets of rules um, just because I like the variety. I know I'm writing my own set of rules, but at the same time I'm still playing other ones because um I enjoy that. I enjoy I, I know sometimes I feel a bit stressed out and I go a bit goo goo on fucking Twitter about it but but it's like I do enjoy writing it. It's just sometimes it's fucking stressful. <laughs> um but yeah uh, so you've been playing you've been playing for ten years. Um have you ever had and obviously Shadowrun is the the first one you thought about playing. Have you ever thought about going and actually play it, picking it up online or something like that and then going, having a shot at it?
1: Playing
0: what online? Shadowrun. See, picking up uh, Shadowrun online and then going to play it. No, well,
1: so I ended up I did end up buying some Shadowrun books, Thanks. And I do not like the system.
0: <laughs> nope. No, I am entirely with you there. Um, I ran uh, a campaign, for what, four or five years ago? Um, and I was, it was third edition, so I think we're on sixth edition now. And I was just like, I forgot how fucking bad this was. I was like, oh, no, not, not doing that again. I, I would adapt to Shadowrun World for another set of rules, but. Never Absolutely. ever, never ever play in that fucking game again. Because the problem is the players I play with, and it's great when they're a writer. Yeah. But one of them optimizes everything to fuck. Oh. And you're like, oh well, he can't miss. Yeah. So everything uh, you throw at him dies. Yeah. Joe,
1: uh, he grew up playing three point five. Mm-hmm. And so when Joe ended up joining the group was running pathfinder at the time Mm -hmm. and joe is he's one of those players that optimize everything he's gotten out of the habit uh mainly it's just the group he grew up with and he grew up uh, his dad played and they were mid max uh, to the extreme uh yeah and so a couple of the first characters he came along with in 3.5 um we had to set him down and be like, you have to retire this character. Mm -hmm. Because the rest of us don't get to do anything anymore. And it's, you know, uh, Alex, to to build an encounter that would challenge Joe would just murder the rest of us. Because, you know, we were, like we do now, we come up with, you know, silly, dumb, funny character concepts and we just fucking build that and go with it. You know, be damned if it's effective. But it's fun. And so, yeah, Joe came in with, like, some crazy fucking archer that could shoot a ridiculous number of arrows and uh, each arrow did a stupid amount of damage.
2: Yeah.
0: You get that, I tend to find that you get at least one of them in the group and sometimes I can be like that, but it's the kind of character that I'm playing gets to that point. It's like, um, uh, I get yeah that weird kind of he's become really powerful but he's really powerful at one thing. He's shit at everything else. Which is fine because then you've got other people to do that kind of stuff for you. It's the characters that are ridiculously good at anything and you're like, yeah, that's not fun. Well and then
1: the thing that makes it kind of rough in like D&D and D clone games like pathfinder um, is it's a combat game right yeah, pretty much. it's it's pr- primarily it is a combat game uh but when you branch out into other game systems that do a really good job of balancing the three kind of pillars of gameplay yeah um it's not as bad like you said like uh We are playing, you know, if we are playing Zweigander. Zweigander does a good job of balancing it. Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, Joe's character is fucking ridiculously good at murdering things. Mm -hmm. uh, But he's horrible at exploration and he's horrible at social interaction. So Mm -hmm. it still gives everyone else a time to shine. Yeah. Uh, But in D&D, the time to shine is usually in combat.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. That's how I, I, I find the two D twenty systems by Midtiffus. I like them because yeah. they balance everything very well. It's a, you have to, especially with like games like Infinity and Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek, because you're part of the Federation. There's not a huge amount of combat. There's a lot of combat, but you yeah. still have to have that. Um, diplomacy and skill stuff that you need to be able to do. And I find the modi- uh, the Infinity one is very much like that. I mean, I've got a, a combat-oriented character, but that's because nobody else would build that character and I thought, hmm, I'll have yeah. that one. Um, and also, basically, Scottish, so why the fuck not? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so... Is there any games that you uh, know of from the past that you'd like to try, but haven't had the opportunity? Uh,
1: yeah. You know, there's going to be plenty of games. Uh, I run around with the on the channel Notorious DMG. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of different creators, and we're all on there. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is like uh, Bert Isla, who runs the Of Steam, Steal & Murder podcast, um, He's been playing games forever, yeah. and he has played, like, every game under the sun. So it's just really, it's cool getting to talk to him and him telling mm-hmm. me about all this shit I've never heard of. Yeah. Me. Um, so, and it's also cool because he offers to, to run those things yeah. for us. Um, like, there's a, there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, game.
0: By Polydium Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, according to Bert it's not great uh, but I still wanna play it, so he's gonna run that for us at some point.
0: That was my uh, first ever game I ever played uh, I as an RPG. Oh, yeah. yeah. I played about three sessions and then the GM fell out with the rest is and fucked off the rules, but yeah. it was it was once you play a couple of games after it, it's not it's not the worst game I've ever played. But it's not yeah. the best game I've ever played, but it's still entertaining as fuck. Um, it's good. I mean, yeah. That, that, but that's what you're wanting. Even if the rules are a bit shit and you can RP yeah. it pretty well, then it's fun. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's what I don't get about the people that get take everything too seriously. And I, I don't know it's a business for people like it is for me and, and other people, but it's, it's you're meant to be having fun with it. You're not meant to be you know, taking it to the nth degree of seriousness. Yeah. You know?
1: No, I, I absolutely agree with that, man. Because it's like, uh, you know, it really comes down to, no matter what game system we're going to play, we're still a group of friends hanging out. So it's still going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Even if the rules are complicated and not great. Uh, but yeah, it's still, like, you're gonna, still fun to be had. Yeah.
0: And you're going to take the piss out of Joe.
1: Cool. yeah yeah absolutely
0: that boy does take a lot of abuse I've got to say
1: <laughs> yeah Joe's fantastic uh, he's great and he definitely uh, he can he, he's very reserved and very quiet but Joe is the like he's got the darkest fucking humor and he's just fucking dry and sarcastic and, uh, you know, for every ounce of shit that I give him, uh, he gives it back to me in some other way, mm. uh, which is with his characters, like he is so fucking just, uh, dedicated to role playing a character, no matter how, uh, much of a pain in the ass that character is. Mm. Uh, so I've definitely had to deal with situations like that where Joe's just like Joe you're fucking like derailing everything and like everything's broken now but I agree with every decision you've made because it makes sense for your character
0: yeah yeah (laughs) I mean um they're also Joe how much younger than the rest he is is Joe because I can never figure that out
1: Joe he is a baby um He's in his early twenties. Mm. Doesn't look it. But well, the beard helps him out. Yeah. It, being tall and hairy as fuck and having a beard helps him out. Mm.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's true.
1: But uh yeah, he's he's in his early twenties. He's yeah. the I think right now he's the youngest member of the group.
0: Okay, but you you need to be better. Difference in ages. That's what I found in um, the group that I'm a member of. In the big, the one that's doing most of the playtesting for um, yeah. Legends, is there is a, a large age range from nineteen to nineteen-year-old to his dad who's in his fifties. So oh, yeah. you know, there's there's that big massive age range between everyone. There's some is that are kind of in the middle and. um well, yeah, it's good because you've got different perspectives and different thoughts. Um, Absolutely. I find, especially having played in groups of people my own age, um, yeah. uh, so they've all got the same um, cultural history as you or, you know, actual history, you know, because you've known each other for, I mean, the first group I was a member of a proper group I'd known since we were in primary school or since we started high school so it was at least four years we'd known each other and so we've all got this long period of history with each other and there's no nuance to um, the games, it's just alright, you're going to play this, I'm going to play this, he's going to play this and there's not going to be much difference um, yeah. which I have found um, since that group broke up every group that I have played with that has been good has had um, ranges ages and people had ranges and they would play yeah. different kinds of characters so well, that's good um, you want to say something? Uh, no I was going to
1: say uh, I agree of course our group uh, I think right now I'm the oldest in the group. Mm-hmm. Yes. This Jake, he's a, a handful of months younger than I am. And then I think everyone else is in their mid thirties to late twenties. And then there's Joe down there in his early twenties. <laughs> so yeah, we're all pretty compacted in age right now. Uh,
0: but you've you've got that little bit of youth, injected <coughs> to see. So to see. Um, yeah. So the other thing I was going to want, I was kind of want to talk to you about was what you guys are doing the development for the sci-fi, yeah. space opera kind of thing for Zweihander. I
2: just yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So we're. It's taken on a few evolutions here recently. We we're we I decided that I wanted to play Zweihander in space. Uh, you know, like I wanted to do, not necessarily like Star Wars, Star Trek, but I wanted to do kind of the the out there, you know, Wild West in the space kind of game. Everything's kind of a little bit on the silly side, but. Uh, so we started working on that, and mm-hmm. since then, uh, we've said "fuck off" to making an entire thing for now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, what we're currently working on is we're trying to make a a really good spaceship rule set for Zweihand.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we've kind of got a rough character sheet laid out what we're currently doing now is we're coming up with uh, the different actions for the different stations because mm-hmm. uh, we want to, like, how can we – because I played, like, uh, some other games where there's space combat, and it, it kind of ends up being like, all right, the pilot's going to do the thing, and mm-hmm. everyone else just kind of stands there twiddling their thumbs for the next hour or two.
2: Yeah,
1: And so I definitely – I wanted to come up with something so that there is – meaningful and enjoyable actions for everyone on the ship mm-hmm. during combat. Everyone gets to do their thing and their thing is valuable. And, um, so that's what we're, we're doing we're, we're right now. We're coming up with, we've got uh, pilot station, comms, gunner, and mechanic. Mm-hmm. And so we're coming up with the, the actions that each station can do. Uh, and then we're going to start working on weapons and weapon qualities and, we're going to cool. write up some rules for it. So it's coming along. Um, it was kind of fine where we started working on this big thing, and I'm just like, all right, I don't really like the scope of this. So we refined it and narrowed it down to spaceship combat, and mm-hmm. then we kind of really got into that, and we found, uh, found something we were mostly happy with. Yeah. Uh, but then Jake's just like I don't remember what his question was, but just Jake asked just the one question about it out of the blue, and we we're all like, "Fuck, we need to break this out instead of one list of actions for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's a list of actions for station. So, yeah. so yeah, that's what we're working on. You know, I have no idea how long it's going to take us. Uh, but it gives us something fun to do on Wednesday nights. Yeah. We record it. Uh, and we put it out as Patreon only episodes. Yep.
0: So. Yeah, and um, I was I was uh, really uh, enjoying the the development side of it because it's 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 a different kind of development than
2: yeah.
0: we're involved in because a lot of ours is um, it's over WhatsApp and talking to each other in at the club and and there's no like formal sit down and. Um, discussing yeah. everything um, which we really should do we, really, we really, really should do but it's 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 getting that time when we aren't yeah. gaming um, yeah. I
2: mean I
1: agree like you know it's Jake, Dan and I uh, but Alex, Eddie and Joe have also been invited to it uh, yeah. but it's just so hard for them to you know break away for an extra you know Weeknight, uh, mm-hmm. so I understand that it's it's a pain in the ass getting shit scheduled, yeah. uh, especially on a, a reoccurring basis.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you did tell I think at the time, the last one that I saw, you had like three or four different species and stuff, and you were just breaking it everything down to all the the yeah. bits and pieces, and yeah, development is fucking hard. That that is yeah. the, that is. Um, the biggest takeaway I've had from doing Legends is it's hard. It's hard to try to figure everything out. It's not just especially when you're I mean you guys are taking Dwihander and, and using that. It seems like building something from the bottom up. It's yeah. just you're like alright how do we do this? I've seen this will this work with the game? I've seen it in this game but it work in our game? Uh, and stat blocks. I had the conversation with somebody yesterday or the day before about stat blocks. It's like trying to fi- try to figure out and codify stat blocks with four different people that are writing um, the rules, and then other people who are going to write a campaign eventually to GM themselves. It's like, pfft, fuck's sake. Yeah. It just it's it's mad that that little thing, that little stat block, it needs to be codified before anyone can do anything. It's like all right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I
1: yeah, I I don't have to do anything it's as intense as that, but I mean yeah, I feel you like there've been uh I've got two or three more dev sessions I need to put out there that I just haven't had the time to yet. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, in some of the, not this one weeks, but last week's, like Dan and I got into like almost a serious argument. Uh, I don't remember what it was over, but yeah, like everyone's got their idea and everyone thinks they're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can, things can get tense. And, uh, you know, eventually we have like, all right, let's set this down and move on. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, like just this, like I said, we started, I wanted to do a giant, like I wanted extra uh, ancestries, I wanted extra professions, I wanted spells, I wanted this, I wanted that, that, that. Yeah. And then when I sat, sat down and started working on it, it's like, fucking Christ, this is going to take me years. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so much shit that I'm going to have to wait through, so kind of like let's refine our focus we can always keep those things that we've Mm -hmm. already created and come back later and work them out and release them in smaller chunks so yeah yeah. i mean mean, yeah it's it's fucking intimidating and i'm just trying to make a small rule set so i definitely fucking feel for you how intense that has to be to make an entire game from the goddamn ground up
0: that's crazy I think the the only reason that it's as far along as it is is because of the amount of time that I'm off that I'm not at work Um, it gives me time to do things and one of the other main writers a lot of his time is an electrical engineer and he works for like secret well not secret but government stuff and a lot of his time is sat twiddling his thumbs waiting um, for other people to do stuff so he does a lot of stuff at work and it's like the only reason we are so far ahead and I can feasibly see as doing the crowdfunding in a year and a half is because we have been able to do as much stuff as we have up until now that we've I wouldn't say 100% got the mechanics right but they're they're almost there I did say the other day that yeah mechanics are pretty much there and then something came up, and I'm like, eh, that needs fixed. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I'm sure it was finished, but no, it's not. Um, Yeah, I mean, the thing that I, I mean, I've looked at a lot of um, actual play and what you call it, Twitch channels and stuff, and the thing that I get from you guys is just you're there to have fun. You're not there to take anything too seriously. Um, which I mean I've only ever watched Critical Role once or twice and I've watched like both the starting episodes and um, from yeah. the campaigns once each, maybe halfway through both of them. And I just find it a wee bit I know they're friends and I know they've been playing with each other for a long time, but it just feels a bit Steal, I don't. I, I don't yeah. know whether "steal" the right word for it, but you know, it's meant to be for them to make money and all this, which is fine. It's great yeah. that th- what they've done for the community, but it's not for me. Um, yeah,
1: that's fair. I mean, that's definitely. You know, we went, uh, when we started recording, it was, you know, Dan and I are having a conversation. I kind of kicked the idea of maybe we should stream this Mm -hmm. and uh, see where it gets us. And then finally, just Dan's just, he's like, you know, my basement's finally in good enough shape that we could could maybe set something up. Mm -hmm. So I went over to his place during the week and he and I kind of got the really rough, kind of setup we had at the beginning and then i just texted the group like hey this week instead of playing at uh, my place we're playing at dan's place yeah and we fucking it was a surprise to everyone but me and dan that we were going to be recording that day yeah uh but it really kind of helped. like this is uh it's just us just doing what we fucking do um you know streaming has changed what we do Mm-hmm. Uh, but we try to make sure the core of it is still us having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was when Alex, you know, back in the day, he still ran, he and I still alternated. Uh, there would be days when, before we were streaming where we would, uh, we would just fuck it. Cause we played in my living room mm-hmm. and we just end up fucking watching stupid YouTube videos the entire goddamn time. We get like 20 minutes of gameplay and then watch like five hours of stupid YouTube videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so it is kinda streaming does give us focus. hmm uh, that way we at least focus, shit along. Really?
0: You guys focus?
1: Uh it compared, yes. Uh, yes, definitely. Um you know, I've always I still write the stories that we tell. I still do that the same. Mhm. Um I do it is kinda nice having an audience there to react off of it. Cause you know, there's a, a lot of good ideas that I've taken out of the audience who said like, Oh, maybe this is what's going on or like, Oh, that or that. I'm like, well it is now. Uh, so, yeah. but yeah, it's, yeah, we try to, to just, you know, be us, have fun while at the same time try and, try and make sure we're producing a product that other people will want to consume. Yeah. Uh, so like we, uh, we got rid of fucking crunchy snacks. Hmm. Cause yes. like, we can't, can't be fucking crunching in the microphone for four fucking hours.
2: No. Um. And
1: we, uh, well, so we do, we started, I guess we, we, we control what snacks we got. We, uh, just tend to, you know, focus more than what we used to which, yeah, yeah we definitely I'm I'm the worst of it, I can get uh, very sidetracked uh, very easily
0: uh, yeah. yeah No, I'm, I I've obviously because I do the podcast for the, the actual plays for um, Infinity and I'm yeah. doing them for the playtest as well, so they'll be going up on Patreon for, well one of them will be on Patreon until we go to Publish and then I'll go onto the podcast and then the other one's like gonna be four months behind on Patreon and I've got plans and stuff, but it's like like dice hitting on the fucking table. It's like yeah. you can hear it even it when it's across the table. And I sit and listen to some recordings and I'm like, fuck off man. Yeah. That that sound and I, I I know fine well sometimes it's mean and I'm like I know because I can tell from the that's another thing, the, the echo from um, me where I was sitting to where somebody else was sitting, because it's all recording on the one um, device to do, um, because I haven't had time or money uh, to get the, the proper recording stuff set up um, You know, I can tell who it's coming from and I'm like fuck, I need to talk to them or people sitting and talking about other stuff when yeah. you're in the middle of trying to do something with somebody um, fucking cross talks, killer man. Yeah, I have to start <sighs> probably within the next six months. Start fucking sorting it out so nobody does. You know, if you're going to talk about other stuff, that's fine. But see, when we're in the middle of um, doing something, you can't yeah. because I can pick it up. I was sitting and um, editing one of the podcasts the other day and two of the guys were talking about um, games workshop stuff and it's like it's nothing fucking to do with the game I felt and I wasn't um, aware of it because I was doing um, the thing with, I was running through combat with somebody um, and I didn't Mm -hmm. hear it at the time but see when you hear it on the cord, and you're like oh fuck off man Mm -hmm. I wish I could take that out but well, I can't because I've only got one recording. Um which is something I do need to sort out, but that that's 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 down the road. Um so have you ever looked into playing any other like kind of tabletop games like war gaming or board gaming?
1: Um No. I mean I do, you know, I've got a closet full of board games that we would play from time to time. Yeah. Um, I've never really, Wargaming never really excited me. No. Uh, but at this point, at least for right now, uh, I'm really invested in the tabletop role-playing mm-hmm. games. And, you know, I spend countless fucking hours every week, uh, promoting Defenders of Cobalt writing content for the Defenders of Cobalt, fucking, you know, networking and meeting and talking with people. Yeah. Um, and it's all for our live play games. So it's, it's you know, I've only got so many hours a week, and if I start trying to take more time out to start to try and play, like, uh, just regular board games and stuff, yeah. you know, that's, that's taking away... It, from time that I could be devoting to, you know, uh, defenders of cobalt yeah. and you know the shit I'm writing for. Like I'm very, I have to structure myself on my my prep work. Like, all right, this we just finished Joe's game last night, which mm-hmm. means from this morning until Friday, I devote all of my prep work time to preparing the next session of uh death's reformation making sure everything's ready just full prep work and planning and you know uh i also i have a my creativity is very uh one track
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and if i if i my i'm focused on creating this thing here uh then i just i don't have it in me to think about anything else in a creative sense yep. um and so it's like all right so if i started thinking about you know these board games and how we can produce it and how can we make it fun for people to watch and this yeah. and this and this and then all of a sudden it's just like i don't have any mg for the games that i run mm-hmm. uh and so it's kind of I have to really police myself on where my attention goes. Uh, that way I can make sure it gets applied to where it needs to be. Right.
0: That's that's, that's, uh, that's a good thing, though, isn't it? You, you know that you've got to set yourself, right, I'm doing this, I've got to do this. Um, yeah. That tends to be my problem, is sitting down and going, okay, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, but I need to segment time off. Whereas, yeah. you know... Half the time that I'm sitting watching you guys, I'm writing and then I'm doing stuff f- for um, Twitter or Instagram or whatever the fuck it is. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I'm not focused. I'm, I'm here, there, and everywhere. Um, but to be fair, I have to be at the moment. Kind of yeah. the, I mean, I'm the front man because I'm the main writer. It's my idea, but. I'm also a social media person, um, you know. Not even just social media; it's media full stop. Uh, I've got the podcast. I've got. I had to completely get rid of the stop doing the YouTube channel that I was doing because it was just taking up too much bloody time. Um, and then I've got Wargaming and I've got painting, and I've got starting <laughs> the next thing. I'm thinking, hmm. and then I've got work, and then I've got life with Fiona and everything. And I'm like there really is not enough time in the day for me to do anything. I mean, the last month of the first version of Legends, the second version, actually, I was sleeping four hours a day. If I was lucky. Um, I was like, candle fucking burning at both ends. And that's why I took um... Like, I took a good week off of social media, really, without anyone really noticing, which I I was on and off, but, and then I had that whole weekend just there, where I was like, right, no, I'm taking the weekend off, I'm not doing anything for anything. I released the podcast, which was actually late, because I forgot about it, and and I was like, yeah, I can't just I have to take that like little bit of time off to because like I was working at night as well. So it was yeah. it was just no time off. You can't you can't let that happen. You just fuck yeah. yourself over.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely.
0: Um so every time I've seen you guys do um anything, it's all been Theater, of the mind, and um, on, is it two uh, roll twenty? And um, do you yeah. ever do anything with miniatures and boards and stuff? Uh, do we know?
1: No. no. Um, you know, we really started in fourth edition, which is you have to have maps and minis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, I didn't necessarily... I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the short of it. The problem I had with boards and miniatures was um, everyone got focused on exact positioning. Mm-hmm. How many squares does this do? How many squares does that do?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And combat, you know, we would have a simple combat and it would take three or four hours because mm-hmm. everyone was just so generally everyone was just so involved in in spacing and movement, this and that, that it really, it took a lot of the fucking uh, wind out of it for me. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't, it's just like I'm sitting here just fucking dying while they're arguing about who should move where and how many squares and how many squares does this effect have? And does it give advantage? Do we have flanking? And it's just, it fucking drove me up the fucking wall. So when we moved over to, you know, the next playtesting, like, mm-hmm. I put up my fucking map, I put up my minis, and I'm like, those things could fuck off and stay in the cabinet forever. Uh, and then we've done Theater of the Mind, and I really enjoy it, and mm-hmm. it keeps things a little faster. You know, when we did our fourth edition on channel, uh, you know, I set up a roll 20 that everyone could look in, and we did do... Minis and maps and shit like that in Roll Twenty, mm-hmm. but it was still the same thing. People get they got so focused on you know playing a game of chess mm-hmm. that they were they were forgetting to roleplay. They were forgetting like, what would my character actually do versus what is the most optimal move I can make right now. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I definitely. I don't dig it, and that's the the nice thing about our current setup now is it does not support. We could not do miniatures and maps mm-hmm. even if we wanted to. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm all about theater of the mind. It uh, yeah. you know it it can be vague, uh, but at the same time, it can really let people. Uh, forget about mechanics so much and focus more on character-based decisions.
0: Yeah. What what I found, at least in the two... So we did with minis on Monday, doing the Legends, and it's like, right, the distances are, right, it's close enough to fire a bow, but it's not, like, exactly... Like, the squares aren't exactly this length so yeah. it's just so combat was sped up um, and I've played games of D&D 5th edition where um, obviously it's like okay each um, thing is this amount of, and it's like okay this is taking a wee bit too much time so you have to be able to go right okay you've got this amount of time to make the decision on what you're going to do it don't take too, too bloody long because it's shh um, comes up the fucking marks, because it takes so fucking long to do everything, and you have to what I find is you have to push them into doing yeah. it like, and train them to go, okay I've got this amount of time to decide what I'm going to do um, maybe I should decide while everyone else is taking their turn to do what I'm going to do rather than arguing about shit fucking for 20 minutes yeah
1: the- I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it, when I ran 4th edition for the the Notorious DMG group, mm-hmm. it went pretty good because everyone was, you know, we're all dungeon masters and mm-hmm. GMs. And so it did win because everyone was planning, this is what I'm going to do on my turn. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for people, for players, some of my players, they definitely, they have, they don't start thinking about what they're going to do on their turn until their turn, mm-hmm. which it's annoying anyway but then it's annoying and like okay, well let me count squares yeah. on top of that it is, it's fucking killer, man mm. can't, can't do it
2: Yeah,
0: well, I mean, that's the that, that is why I think I know why I wanted to start getting other people in the group to GM, because I was sick of GMing every bloody time myself, but also it was like so they learn what happens when you're GMing and stop fucking doing it when they're not GMing Um, so yeah, I I think that has helped with us because I think we've had four other people GM that were just players Um, because it was just me and one other guy that were GMing everything so when he was GMing I was playing and when I was GMing he was playing and I was like you know what we're sick of doing this ourselves want yeah. to use volunteer to do it and um, we did Dark Heresy it was the first it was only the guy's second game ever It's was the only time he, only second game he had ever played was Dark Heresy and he GM'd it and it was fucking fun um, nice. Uh and he did really well he got really <laughs> exasperated at times by some of the shit that we did but it's like yeah well that's what fucking happens that's what happens when you yeah. GM Um But he also he also had a good um, way of getting people back on topic. Um, It was um, what was it he did? Uh, He made up like a list of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Punishments, basically. So if you fuck around, um. And don't do what you might be doing and take too long to do everything. Okay, rolls the dice. The walk drags you into here and something horrible happens to your character. Okay? So you'll not yeah. do that again. And then it did, it worked that way. And, um, and, I, I think that now when you just threaten to go, right, if you really want anything to happen, we're gonna go with Stevie's um, way of doing things. Yeah. And and it goes, it makes them go. I okay, I'll stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: That's uh, when Joe was talked about. He wanted to start uh, DMing mm-hmm. uh, when Alex stepped mm-hmm. down. Uh, it, one of the things I don't like, you know, the 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 primary job
2: of the DM most night is just fucking hurting cats, man. Mm. Just keep
1: everyone on topic. You know, back when we used to play in my living room, I had a. A Nerf gun that I kept mm. next to me and if we were trying to do something and people weren't fucking paying attention I would just shoot them with it yeah. um, but uh, moving to Twitch uh, I was told that uh, shooting people in the face with Nerf uh, is frowned upon mm. so I had to stop that practice uh, I still had the Nerf gun there for like the first month mm-hmm. and I would just kind of wave it in the air off camera and uh, but sometimes I still wish I had that fucking nerf gun. With like you said, like the fucking crosstalk. Uh, just just give them a pop and uh, they'll shut up. Yeah.
0: Um. I don't know why it would be um, frowned upon. Cause, well, maybe not shooting them in the face, but shooting them somewhere else. I mean, I would I would think that would be the, not not the I worst thing it, you could ever do.
1: I never I never looked into it. Uh, myself, just someone's like, "Oh yeah, you can't can't be doing that on stream." I'm like, "All right, I'm not gonna fucking argue it." Mm. Uh, maybe I should look into it. Bring mm. the Nerf guns back.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, at the same time, as as it would probably help hanging, it, it's, it is entertaining to watch some of the fucking shit that goes on on, on the channel. Um, yeah. I know, as a GM myself, I understand the the shit that you go through, and you'd rather them not. But I think it would take a lot away from the entertainment of the. I agree with you because uh,
1: yeah, it's cross talk that I think is going to be funny and entertaining. I'll mm-hmm. tend to entertain a lot longer than you know. Two people sitting there trying to whisper to each other about some video game they were
2: playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: it's like, all right, that's not cool. But uh, like, Alex is really great at this. Where (laughs) he'll see someone do something silly, and he just he can't help himself. He has to mention it. He has to make a joke about it. You know, shit that's going to be funny Mm -hmm. that the table can be involved with that viewers are going to enjoy watching. Like, yeah, I'll entertain that because it's fun. Mm But yeah, it's the, uh, it's just, you know, people just being rude and trying to have yeah. side conversations, unrelated, and, you know, I have to fucking remind people, like, hey, everyone's got a fucking lapel on, yeah. you whisper, we can still hear it just as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to mute it, you can't just...
1: Well, and that's the thing, too, is we don't mute our mics anymore. Yeah. Uh, Because of all the
0: times that you kept on forgetting to unmute them. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's (laughs) it exactly. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we started with one snowball mic in the center of the table, and then we switched to uh, fucking uh, room mics, Mm -hmm. and now we're on lapels. And it's with the lapels we had this great idea, when someone gets up to go to the bathroom, we'll just mute them. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, everyone would get involved in the game, and the, Come back and wouldn't ask to get unmuted, and Dan would be playing the game, and he wouldn't, you know, remember to unmute them. Mm -hmm. And so I'd listen back. I'm like, that's great, fucking, you know. uh, Jake was muted for like an hour and a half, Mm -hmm. so it's just like new rule: don't fucking mute anything.
2: Yeah.
1: And we've got fucking uh, crown royal bags that we just set the microphones on, so it doesn't pick up uh, as much table noise and shit.
2: Yeah.
0: That's good. But, um, yeah. So you what is next on the agenda after you're done with Dungeons and Dragons and Twyhander? Uh
1: so what's next on the list? Well right now I'm trying to assemble uh, a group to play uh, the Dark Trails funnel. Dark Trails is a mm-hmm. Dun- uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics, you know, based game. It's based on the rule set. It's the Weird West, so it's set after the American Civil War, but it's got a lot of like Cthulhu mythos like thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's I want to run the funnel
2: I for should that.
1: Do. And i uh, thinking we're shooting for the end of the month. We're going to do it on every other Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also I want to run this funnel for Notorious DMG. And then there's another channel that I played on recently called The Liching Hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to run the funnel for uh, The Lich on, mm-hmm. on that channel because, you know, he was nice enough to run a game for me, so I want to run a game for him. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so that's up next I also want to there's a Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea Mm -hmm. Uh, Matt from Zweihander uh, he ran it for me I am supposed to be playing in their new campaign which started last night uh, just scheduling shit and they had to play it on a night that uh, I had one of our games but moving forward it's going to be on Saturday's alternating our Dark Trails game cool uh, so I'm going to be playing that. Uh, I'm playing uh, the wizard uh, Otis Scobs. I think is the wizard's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, what else do we got? Um, shit. Next up, after we finish up Death's Reformation, I think I'm going to go into another Zwyhander campaign. mm mm-hmm. Uh, unless just another system really grabs me, but I like Zwyhander and I really love that the people who made Zwyhander are so goddamn cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we get to go hang out, you know, a couple weekends ago, we were up at Dan Fox's place and he ran a game for us. We've had them out at our place and we've ran games for them. So I think just off that, I want to keep playing Mm Zwyhander, uh, and I'll kind of throw in other games as I can. Yeah. Uh, so we'll... Joe, I don't know about Joe. Joe, he, he really loves...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That was loud. Uh, Joe really loves uh, 5th Edition. And yeah. I have been trying to twist his arm so much to switch to a different system. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's been <clears throat> resistant so far. And, you know, it's his game, he should run it in the system he wants. Yeah. Uh, but, like, we've got, I've got all the PDFs for Pathfinder 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Dungeon Crawl Classics, which I don't think he's too excited about. <laughs> he's a little more excited about Hypermoria. Yeah. He likes Zweihander, but he wants the the high-end kind of crazy spells that you get with uh, D&D. D&D. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of it you know Dungeon Crawl Classics Hyperborea more Zweihander probably mm-hmm. more D&D um I've got um, we backed I backed the Against the Dark Master Kickstarter yeah,
0: I saw that uh, I really wish I had yeah. been able to afford to back that because that oh, yeah. looked fucking cool yeah it's
1: uh It's a clone of Rollmaster, and I don't know shit about Rollmaster.
0: I've never Uh, played Rollmaster. Yeah. From what I remember, everyone complained that it was a bit hard to play, but it's like... Everyone said that about the Middle-Earth roleplay, and I played that a couple of times, and I was like, it's not that fucking hard. It's a bit mathy sometimes, but mm. so
1: You know... Yeah, I'll wanna play that eventually. I guess also I've got uh Mutineer Zero that's calling out to me. I've got uh Oh shit, what's that other <coughs> game? Legends. <laughs> Legends. I got Legends calling out to me uh, <laughs> that I need to play. Uh on the stream.
0: Yeah, we can wait till it's it's um it's ready to go before we yeah. we talk about that one.
1: Yeah, when you're when you're ready, man, I would love to fucking get together. You know, corral some of our players so you can run it for us, and we can Mm -hmm. put it out there on the internet so everyone can see it. Uh, God, what was that other game I was going to play? Savage Forbidden Lands. I want to play some Forbidden Lands.
0: Is that Savage Worlds, Uh, or was that a uh, separate system?
2: That's a
1: different system, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then also, um, there's the tiny D6 system. Mm -hmm. Matt
0: uh, he's I ah, the last like, time I was on was it the last time or the time before it was on DMG you were talking about doing that um, yeah yeah
2: it's, that was
1: it's uh, he said it's a really great system it's kind of character creation is non-traditional which he <laughs> says is really amazing it's uh, there's no classes or anything you mm. just kind of pick features to build your character yeah and with that, you can get so granular on character builds. You can make anything, mm-hmm. uh, and I really, I really want to play that. Uh, so I don't know. There's so much shit. I've got more games to play than I'll ever have time to play.
0: Oh, you've become one of us. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. We
0: are all like that. I, ha- I literally have PDFs and old books and shit. I mean, I play, I played Middle Earth role play like three or four times, and I'd really love to play it again, but I don't think I know anyone that would, would really want to play it, like, for a, an active campaign. I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. But it's like, there's so much shit I've got. Um, I want to do Starfinder at some, some point. Um, the, yeah. I think what they did with Starfinder, um, they then took into Pathfinder 2.2nd Edition, um, yeah. but like the character creation and stuff, um, yeah. so I want to play that before I even think about doing Pathfinder again. Um, the thing is that there's so much time spent working on Legends. Is like, right? I mean, we play twice a month playing that, and then we've got Infinity, and then we play one other time a month, yeah. and we've got like a four week roll thing and it's like everyone else is like I'm RPG'd out, I can't be bored but I am like I wanna play another game of this. No, no. Um but like that spare week that we've got we kinda actually have a problem finding RPG players in the the club because somebody else is doing a World of Darkness campaign and it's like okay, I don't want to play that, I played that. Not a big fan. Um so, yeah, it's it's difficult trying to find all that time. And then, you know, I have all these great ideas about, you know, if we win the lottery or we actually manage to get money to, to um, uh, have a like a full-time company actually paying people to <coughs> play test rules. So, like, during the week. So, on my Monday nights, we don't need to do any, role, any play testing that's done um, somewhere else know, yeah. so we can play lots of different games, but it's, it's like my, all the war game stuff that I've got, I mean, and my board games, I don't have enough time to play everything. I, I've yeah. got 30 years worth of collecting. 32 years now, actually, since I've been doing it, since I was five. Um, <laughs> like, I literally have games I have never played. I, I'm not... I-
1: I'm, I'm, I'm building up that uh, repository of games that yeah. I I really want to fucking play but I've never touched it, it, it it's only going to get worse
0: Yeah, yeah it does it gets guess well, I mean my dad um, has been gaming for 45, 50 years I think probably 45 years and he's got stuff he's got miniatures and tanks and all this thing, kind of shit that even since he retired he's no time to build and he's been retired like fourteen, fifteen years, because he was in the oh, police yeah. for thirty years. And um, so they, you know, they time after thirty years here, or they did then. And um, so he was forty-eight when he retired. Oh wow! And he's sixty-three uh, on ch- Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday. And he's sixty-three on Wednesday, and it's like fuck's sake, man! <laughs> you you've had that stuff sitting for fifteen years, and you still haven't finished it. It's like what oh, fucking right. hope have I got? Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I need these fucking streams and shit I do to start. that way I can quit my day job and yeah. pretend like I'll have enough time to do everything
0: I want to. No, I I don't think even if I win the lottery that I'm gonna have enough time to do everything. Um, <laughs> it's just like right. Okay, I mean I did do a Tuesday night. That's the one. That's how I found you guys. On yeah. was it two two key? TT2KB, Um, I was doing that stream. It lasted about, what, two or three months, maybe, and I kept on missing um, sessions because of stuff that was happening um, with Fiona's family and stuff, and I'm like, I have to stop that because I don't have time to do it. Um, I would really love to get to back into doing that again on a th- Thursday night but obviously with life um, and working and everything I've only got so much time to do stuff it's just and I know Fiona is, is not um, keen on me spending more than one or two nights out during the week so at the minute, I'm working two of those nights so I only get my Monday night out now so it's just like right, okay I get this amount of gaming there.
1: Yeah, I mean, luckily so far, my wife, Ashley, uh, she is super supportive of all this. She's like, you're trying to build something, so do whatever you need to do. So she's, I still, you know, check with her. I want to be respectful of, you know, uh, her being still cool about it. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be gaming on... Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays now, and she's like, "All right, cool, that's fine." Yeah. Uh, so you know, I make sure to shower her with gifts and affection to show my gratitude for how awesome she is. Yeah. Uh But so I, I've I've been lucky on that front that uh, she's really really supportive of uh, you know what I'm doing. She even uh, she runs our Facebook and she runs our Tumblr, so she mm. definitely. She puts in the work for us too.
0: Yeah, but, that's good. I mean, yeah. feeling supportive of everything I'm doing, but it's just like we need time to spend together because she yeah. doesn't game, so she's yeah. she's she's not involved. I mean, there's been a couple of times she's wanted to, and it's like, but it's 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 finding that balance that you have to you have to get in, man. It's it's hard.
2: Um, yeah. yeah.
1: Luckily I, I work from home two or three days a week. Uh, and Ashley uh, she's a stay at home mom. So, you know, those two or three days that I'm home, you know, we get a, as I'm working, uh, we get to hang out there. We go out for lunch. So, mm. You know, we've, I've definitely, you know, I make sure I get my time, but yeah, if I was in a situation where I was working a more traditional job, uh, or with more intense hours, then, mm-hmm. yeah, it may be a problem. It's like uh, you're never home, and then when you get home, you start playing a game.
2: <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I obviously I'm working from home and working on the door at the weekend. Um, so I am home, but she's not home. And the days that um, she is home, um, I don't get to work. <laughs> it's not that I don't get to work, I need to take that time off myself, I know that I've I've cleaned that I I just, I do a wee bit of Twitter a wee wee bit of Facebook and then don't do any work I'm just like, nope keep that separate Um, yeah um, anything you want to plug um, before Uh. we other than Defenders yeah. of Kobold?
1: Uh, well, yeah, it's always Defenders of cobalt, right? You can find us on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, fucking Facebook, Tumblr. I don't fucking know where else. But <laughs> uh, also, I run around with uh, Notorious DMG, uh, we're a pretty much uh, a majority of us are all creators from other channels and shit, and we just, we get together so we can run all of the games that we want to run, that our usual groups... Uh, may not be too keen on, uh, so check us out, Notorious DMG TV on Twitch. Uh, I don't remember what our Twitter is. Um, we play, we play fucking everything under the sun over there. And then also, if you're uh, supposedly, I'm playing in a game every other Thursday on the Zweihander Twitch called Blood Sweets and Laudanum, where I play the Forest Hippie Kozal. Uh, but it's been months since we played that, uh, mm. and I also I'll supposedly be playing an astonishing swordsman and sorcerers of Hyperborea uh, on that. But they had our first session last night, and I wasn't able to make it. So hopefully in the future I'll be on those. Um, so that's generally where you can find me, check me out. You know, yeah.
0: Mm. Right. Mm. Thank you for coming on the show, and uh, yeah. I'll talk to you again. It was good, thanks for having me on There you go folks That is the sit down with Chuck From the Defenders of Kobold Um, So You know um, Obviously that was recorded a couple of weeks ago Because As you probably tell from my voice right now um, I have a cold And (laughs) um, I didn't When I recorded this Um, So I'm going to do some plugs today And it's not going to be my usual plugs Because I'm not going to plug all my own stuff Though um, if you go to At Hammond Shron You can get all the links To everything Um, And that is as much of a plug of my own stuff I'm going to do I am going to plug Some friends of mine Um, From Twitter uh, There is Brandon Dixon At Sodsfall1 He has just released uh, Summer of Kings Which is a one shot uh, Of um, basically his system for Swordsfall um, it's like a cut down version of it in the book um, it was uh, if you go on the Swordsfall website it explains how Summit of Kings came to be um, so basically what it is is it's a rap battle um, it's the biggest rap battle on Tycor um which is the world, I used to call it T-Core, but I've I been mean, um, <coughs> informed it's T-Core, uh, by Brandon and Um So basically, you play one of four Jalens, which is, you know, basically rapper Bards. Um, uh, <coughs> and what they do is there's a, an annual summit of Kings to become the best to become the wordsmith which is the best jail in the whole of So um, that is basically this adventure, it's a one shot um, but as Brandon says it is like a like a lift off from you can lift off from that to you know, obviously a whole campaign when the rules and Welcome to Taiko Or which is the book that he um oh he kickstarted last year. Yeah this time don't right know about this time last year he kickstarted that. Um and you know that has it's basically with the they're Trading barbs back and forth with a huge crowd around them, um, and that's like a like a rap battle. Um, but obviously, these guys are um, like the the heroes and the what have you of the world of Taiko. So um, it was released on the eighteenth of February, so it's available right now. From um, the Swordsfall website, which if you buy it from there, um, the man, Barrett Brandon, gets all the money. Dice.io um, and Drive Through RPG. And I would recommend going through Swordsfall and also sign up to his website and you know uh, get into the, all the stuff that's on there because a lot of interesting stuff. Because he's integrated everything, so he's integrated all the like stuff that he did for Patreon um you shop you know, all of the bits and pieces that come with Swordsfall. could the one down I mean the World Anvil, it links to the Wonder World Anvil, but you know, a whole in- integrated stuff within the website and it's really cool. Yeah <sighs> uh, and Summit Kings is £9.99 on uh, everything I think, uh, so yeah, uh, I haven't bought it yet, I haven't looked at it yet. But from what I've seen, and it's been done on a Hyper RPG, so if you go on to Hyper RPG's YouTube, they did the Summit of the Kings, um, they, d- they did a playthrough of it um, a couple of months ago, I think. Uh, it was really good. Um, I highly recommend you watching it, um, maybe after you buy it, but maybe before you buy it as well, um, so you know what you're getting in for. And um, the other, the next one is from Nicholas Masick, who is a uh, from. Canada, he, he is the man behind Monkey Paw Games, um, and he has a Kickstarter out now called Unconquered, um, it's a Bronze Age Sword and Sorcery and Sandals and Sci-Fi tabletop RPG game um, that's got an infinite universe, it's got a whole of, a whole, of features which are pretty cool, it's pretty rules light, but there's a lot of tables and stuff that help you build not only your character, but like the world, and um, that they'll inhabit and all the rest of that kind of stuff which is pretty cool. Um, I will unfortunately um, not be able to kickstart it um, but um, when it is possible I will pick it up um, but it's uh, there's twenty one days to go at this moment in time so there's twenty days to go as we talk. The half he's halfway through his goals um so if you go on and click uh, Kickstarter and search for Unconquered um, help him out um, if I have money um, which I might actually because of my birthday coming up um, I will be pledging some money towards it um, if you want to follow him he's at Nicholas Masik so N-I-C-H-O-L-E-S M-A-S-Y-K at 12 Twitter and it's Monkey Paw Games. Uh, next is PLC Gamer, um, Grant Barber, who, as you know, um, has helped us out with Legends Ham and Tron. Um So, basically, he has released an experimental mental XP and leveling guide uh, for D&D Five E. <laughs> it says on it, the world's most, um, the world's most popular fantasy RPG obviously because he can't it has got the be 5e symbol down at the bottom of it, But it um, yeah. you can download load that off itch.io if you just um, type in POC Gamer um, on the search bar you should be able to pick it up if not um, you can go to his Twitter page um, and it'll have the links to it. Also we go on his website um, he's got a, a bit about um, what he is working on um, right now it is a new world that he's going to put together. It's a system agnostic world, so unlike with legends where the world is um, integrated with the system um, though with a lot of work you could take the world and put it in anything and we probably will do that at some point but right now world is depending on the system um, with his um, with what he's doing he is integrating um, like everything so he's going to export it in a pdf format, format. he's going to have maps and um, hordes of stuff, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, and, excuse me, if you want to help um, any of these guys out, I think they all have Patreons ah, off the top of my head. Um, yes, every one of them have Patreons, and um, so but. Um, for Brandon is moving everything to his website so that will be a subscription thing I think it's beginning on the 28th of February actually um, I think he's shutting down his Patreon uh, so you might wonder why I am hitting up all these guys uh, it's Black History Month uh, and obviously I haven't had a podcast um, that wasn't pre-recorded or anything like that since um, the month started We have missed two weeks so this is the first opportunity that I've had to support black um, creators in the TTRPG space and that's you know, that's what this is all about and um, I do. I mean, I do plug Brandon, I plug um, Graham, quite often. uh, But you know, these are three um, people, people of colour creators that I respect greatly, and you know, want to see make it um, as much as I want to make it. So I'm, I'm going to help out when I can. Um, but yeah, seriously Go follow all three of them on Twitter um, Go all You know, buy their stuff Or Kickstarter for them Or something Because, you know Good guys And some good work Coming out of them Coming out of their heads um, And that's it For this week I will... be back next week. I um, don't think... I've got anything... in the pipeline. Um, I'm still trying to organise some... interviews with people... Um, about various various positions... within the industry. Um, not just... tabletop gaming. Not tabletop RPGs even. Um, but up the whole... broad spectrum of tabletop gaming. Um I want to sit down and speak with people from everywhere on the on the strata. Um, I'm going to um, try and get Dan Fox, um, excuse me, to sit down and speak with me. Um, obviously the truck did it on a Saturday. Um, it was kind <laughs> of early on a Saturday. Uh, there is a six hour time difference between me and those guys so it's kind of difficult fitting it in if they don't have it the time in their day, like their actual day um, getting it done at the weekend because obviously I work at the weekend um, yeah and doing it at night for me isn't feasible uh, because of life you know so it's. You have to work it out and get it done. I, I, I like sitting down and talking to different people. I mean, that's what five or six interviews I've done um, with people. I can't. I mean, you can probably tell me better than I can. Um, but that's two already this year. This new season, um, I want to build on that and keep on adding more people diversifying it as well I mean Maisie you, how often do you hear somebody talking to a translator from within the gaming industry um, and uh, about their experiences um, I, I haven't come across it yet but I'm sure there is somewhere um, and it's such a, a different experience that she had from say somebody who's a designer um, a purely designer um, so you know I, I'm enjoying it um, also uh, when the thing that Chuck and that are doing uh, is available I will let you know uh, and I think that's it for me today I shall say good day and happy hobby